When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 16th of September, 2022. It's a little bit of a wet morning in Brisbane. The usual Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday night rain has arrived. It seems to happen every single week. If only it would fall on Sunday morning, Sammy Highland. Good morning to you. Hello, Chris. Uh, yes, look, I'm happy. I've, I've done... Uh... I've done a fair bit in the garden this week, uh, thanks to Gavin Robbie, who uh, came around, gave me a hand, and I tell you what, we have dead set attacked it, and then for the rain to come, I love this. Like <laughs> this morning, I just heard that that heavy rain on the roof, and I thought, hey, how good is my garden going to come off the back of this? See, three, three of you to fix it up must have been a bit of a state. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of uh, hedges, and as you know, I am vertically challenged, so... Uh, a ladder, you know. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, I'm scared of heights too. And uh, <laughs> so Gav got into the hedges, and Robbie and I attacked the uh, uh, what are they called? Brazilian, Brazilian, uh, I don't know what they are. What are they anyway. trees or? Yeah, they're bushes, you okay. know. Yeah, right. Brazilian, Brazilian red cloak, that's what they're called. Beautiful. And uh, uh, yeah, so it was, I tell you, it was a, it was a whole skip. Worth not, of uh, green waste, I'm telling you. Not only that, but you just told me before you went to air that you backed Scottish Prince last uh, week. I was going to leave that. I was going to leave that for my highlight. All right, but... well, hang on a minute. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our uh, the top three of the week from me. Now, it has to be number one, Scalapini and Baller winning at uh, Flemington last week. Scalapini won the uh, Sofitel, led all the way. Didn't think I'd ever see uh, Scalapini lead and kick in a sit sprint, but he did. And, of course, uh, Baller winning the uh, the Bobby Lewis. So the Queensland horses continue to thrive in Victoria, Sam. It's fantastic, isn't it? And uh, I tell you what, it, it, I said this on Trackside uh, during the week that uh, it sort of, I, I think it suggests that how weak Melbourne Carnival is, you know? Like, uh, you know, I mean, obviously in, in years gone by, we've always seen Queensland, good Queensland horses come down from Queensland and, and obviously be competitive over the carnival, but not like, you know, we, we've had numerous winners. Queensland horses have won yeah. numerous races over the M- Melbourne carnival already, and it just shows you that there's not a lot of depth to these races in Melbourne, you know? Like, Zoo Style and Rothfire running 1-2 in that race McEwen, at, at, yeah. at Mooney Valley, you know? Um, yeah, Scal- Ode- uh, Scalopini, and uh, that was a beautiful front-running ride. I yeah. mean... Uh, I, I said after the race that uh, it, it just 
controlled it. I mean, if if you want an ideal setup to, to ride a race in front, it's exactly that. And that horse was just in a good rhythm, controlling it in front. And then you knew that he was going to have a turn of foot uh, when he straightened up because he'd gone so steady. And, th- and that's what we talk about. When we talk about tempo in races, that sums it up perfectly that there was no speed in that race. Bang, straight on the bunny, Scalapini controls the race and then says at the top of the straight, see you later, boys. You, you cannot possibly run home quicker than me because I've had it too soft in front. It's very smart ride. Yeah. And speaking of smart rides, now, this, this was an odd ride. Wendy Peel's ride on Seat of Power, <laughs> not... Scottish Prince, Seat of Power. Well, the one on Scottish Prince was on too. <laughs> i tell you what, Seat of Power was the only leader in that race, race two at Doomben last Saturday. I thought it would go straight to the front. Wendy Peel was quite happy to sit three wide third. No cover, yeah. just bob along. I think, why aren't you going forward? Why, why are you sitting out there three wide? They must have been the instructions to Wendy Peel, don't lead, sit out there, give the horse plenty of room. Lo and behold, kicks away into the straight and, and holds on and wins by half a length. It was a ride that could have been the worst of all time, but ended up being a genius ride. Yeah, well, it goes like that, though, doesn't it? You know, and uh, there's obviously, you know, it's easy to sit in the chair and yeah. and, and yell at the TV uh, what, what should be happening, but... There's uh, owner's instructions, uh, trainer's instructions, the how the horse is feeling. And, you know, if she does stride forward and then a couple kick up inside her, you know, all the, um, you know, so many different things go into it. But it worked out well. But then the ride on Scottish Prince. So I I, uh, I just thought, this horse is way over the odds. Uh, you know, Pat Duff's a good trainer. That horse has been in good form. It's back in the run. Then it starts to circle the field mid-race. I'm going, oh, I don't know about this. And then uh, it's right there on straightening. But it had no weight on its back. And that's the beauty of uh, the orange peel. She can ride, you know, no weight. She can ride 50 kilos. And uh, that horse had, had a postage stamp on his back. And he just kept kicking on. Wow, wait, did I roar it home? $31. That's what you uh, like. I'm not surprised. That's now, what you like. Third highlight was the trebles. A day of trebles. Boris Thornton, Ryan Maloney and O'Day hoisted at Dooman. Plus, they also had Scalapini at, uh, at Flemington. So that was four for the stable. So a big day there. Before we head to the break, just how good was that Maccabi Diva Stakes of Flemington last Saturday with Alligator Blood looking home and hosed and I'm Thunderstruck roaring down the outside and grabbing him right on the line. It was a good race. Um, it was a good race, and, and I thought it was a very good uh, ride on, on Alligator Blood. Uh, you know, again, I don't, you know, is he is he uh, top top shelf, top class, Alligator Blood? I'm, I'm going to say no, uh, you know, but he's he's a good horse, and, and uh, you know, I'm thunderstruck. He was like uh, 200 out. I'd have said, no, nah, it's not going to happen for you. And uh, he wanted the win, you know. Um, he did. But, you know, is how how far is he going to go? I'm thunderstruck. Uh, there's big plans for him. And is he going to be up to that uh, that top level in the big one? All righty. On today's show, Sam, we will be talking to the Gold Coast Turfs Club's racing manager, Ian Brown, straight after the break. After 7 a.m., we'll speak to jockey Ben Thompson, who's got some very important rides tomorrow at uh, the Gold Coast. And we'll just have a quick chat later in the uh, show with Trent Edmonds. We want to get the latest on Mimi Lagarde, who resumes tomorrow in the it's important race. one of his favourite horses, isn't Certainly it, Mimi is. Lagarde? She's got a task, so we'll get his thoughts on what he's expecting from her in the Pink Ribbon Cup. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, 
We'll have a chat to Ian Brown from the Gold Coast. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Thanks to Queensland Racing, spring racing has arrived. It certainly has, and it arrives in a big way at the Gold Coast tomorrow for the running of the Pink Ribbon Cup. Ian Brown is the racing manager of the Gold Coast Turf Club. Ian, good morning to you. Morning, Chris. How are you? Very well, thanks. Uh, very well. Now, I'm going to kick this off with a bit of a rant at the, at the uh, Bureau of Meteorology. Now, this has nothing to do with you because you might have a good relationship with them, but <laughs> I jumped in the car this morning at 430 and at 4.53, I looked at the radar and there was rain everywhere on the Gold Coast. And I know they put a forecast out at 4.50 and that 4.50 forecast said 2 to 5 mils on the Gold And I looked and thought, how could that possibly be, looking at the radar? And we've had seven so far, Ian. And it looks to me like there's another seven on the way. It, look, it does look like there's another band about to come through. So uh, a little bit disappointing, but look, we uh, we hadn't put any water on the track um, for the week in knowing that the forecast was for a slight amount of rain on Friday. So I haven't had an official update from the track at this point in time, but I'd say we'd be around about the soft six mark at this point in time and we'll just see, have to see how much more rain we get this morning. Yeah, disappointing because it, it kept saying all week that the Gold Coast was going to get zero to two or zero to four or something like that, but... Yes, we seem to get rain every Friday, unfortunately. It just seems to happen every week. Now, let's get on to the positive side of it. Big day uh, on the coast tomorrow with the running of the Pink Ribbon Cup. The whole day, the Pink Ribbon Cup day, has just got bigger and bigger every single year, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. It's, I think it's the 15th edition uh, this year. So, um, And every year, it's just going from strength to strength. We raise about... I think it's in excess of 160000 for the National Breast Cancer Foundation um, on the day. So... Should be a, a good crowd. Expect to get about 5,000 on course, provided we get some good weather tomorrow. Have you got your pink suit ready, Brownie? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't go too out there on, the, on these days, Sammy. I leave that to Steve Vines and Brett Cook. They're, the, they're, the, they're, they're a bit more leery than I am. Someone's got to play the straight man, right? <laughs> That's right, 100%. <laughs> but it is good for, obviously, it's always well supported and plenty of people turn up to the Pink Ribbon Cup Day and... and uh, uh, and plenty get into the into the vibe of it, don't, the spirit of it, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. Even all the trainers and strappers, they tend to don the pink hats and pink suits and pink dresses, or all the flowers, all the gardens. Uh, you got the pink petunias out, and um, yeah, the whole the whole race course is just lit up in pink. So it's a great day, and everyone seems to have a lot of fun. So it's a great atmosphere. When it first kicked off some uh, 14, 15 years ago, were you chief steward then? Were you at the Gold Coast then? No. No, I think that was even before my time. Okay, I was going to say, how much how much have you seen it? Well, you would have seen it grow a fair bit since you've been even there, but, I mean, it would have been pretty humbling beginnings. I imagine the first Pink Ribbon meeting would have just been a, an average Saturday. Am I right there? Not a, not a standalone Saturday. Yeah, exactly right. It just started out as a provincial meeting. I think there was one function with maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty people in it in one of the court, in one of the function areas there. Now, um, Robin Cameron and, and her guests of about eight hundred and fifty pack out the event centre alone. So, um, and I think this is the third or fourth year that it's now a standalone metropolitan. So, yeah, really excited to showcase the the racing and, and obviously support a very good charity on the day. 
Ian, what's the update with uh, you've got a bit going on down there at, at the Gold Coast? Um, you know, how's how's all the improvements going with the track and and so on? And you know, for for trainers, I understand for trainers that train there, it's a, it's a little bit different now. Yeah, look, there's this, you're right in saying there's a lot going on. I said the other day that it looks more like a construction site than a racetrack at the moment, which people will probably notice um, when they're viewing the races tomorrow. There's piling rigs and cranes on site, but works are, works are going really well. We're really advanced. We're um, well into the construction of the poly track, which we hope will be completed by early December. Um, and that's involving construction of a portion of the tunnel, uh, one stage of the tunnel, and um, and starting to put some footings in for the light poles that'll go up next year. Now, Magic Millions is only, what are we up to? It's only four months away, so that sounds about right. Yeah, four months away. Mm-hmm. Is that going to affect anything on Magic Millions Day, the, the works that are in place? No. No, I don't believe so. We've got a... Um, You'll probably notice on tomorrow we've got a temporary training track that we've actually installed on the outside of the course proper, um, which looks a little bit different. It's reminiscent of Rose Hill back in the late 90s oh, yeah. and early 2000s. Um, so it just it looks a bit different, um, where, um, which has been a great um, tribute for the trainers. They've been really positive in their feedback because it's helped them um, gallop their horses and keep their horses fit without that training track. And, um, I think we would have been in a lot more trouble with um, the trainers being able to train their horses effectively during these construction works. But what we'll try and do is um, put some grass on on that particular track at the mouth of the chutes so it won't affect the Magic Million races at all. Just, just a question. Uh, I won't hold you to this, but uh, the last few meetings, since we've had the work started, I mean, the rail's been out a fair way and we've had a lot of heavy tracks and soft tracks and, and whatever been very hard but i've noticed a lot of the jockeys heading off the fence in the straight and we even had it again last week where they wanted to come down the outside but and then you start to think okay well the better going's out there but then you get a couple that shoot through along the inside and swanston was a perfect example of that last saturday didn't seem to be an issue along the inside fence are the jockeys overcooking it a little bit do you think or is the outside better than the inside have you got any idea there to help the punters out tomorrow Oh, my view's always, Chris, my view's always been that if it's rain-affected, it does seem to genuinely play better to the middle of the track. If it's a good track, um, I think it's fair all the way across yep. the board, inside, outside, and middle. Um, doesn't doesn't really matter where you are, provided you've got a good good running transit. So, given the rain this morning, um, it probably will play off the fence. Um, yeah. But in saying that, um, every runner seems to get their chance, so... Hopefully the um, the favourite salute for the punters tomorrow. I think we did have a good track, and that was on Gold Market Day. We got down to a good three. That's been probably the only good track for some time. Not your fault. It's the damn weather. Yeah, I I think we've turned the irrigation system on about four times in the last seven or eight months. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that saves some money anyway. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The, the accountant will be happy with that one. There's no doubt about that. Now, um, That's right. you got any tips for tomorrow? You keen on anything, particularly in the Pink Ribbon Cup? Oh, I think it'd be hard to go past Mimi Lagarde. I was a little bit surprised that they put up $2.70, I think, on Wednesday it was. So yep. I'm not too sure if it's still that price, but I think it's a good bet at that value. Yeah, well, we've got Trent Edmonds on the show a little bit later on, so we'll get uh, his 
his uh, ideas of how well Mimi Lagarde's going and uh, what he expects from uh, from her tomorrow. Ian, thanks so much for your time this morning. Best of luck on what is a great day's racing at the Gold Coast tomorrow and a really worthy cause. I hope it's all all uh, turns out very well for you and the club and everyone else involved. Thanks very much. No worries. Ian Brown joining us there from the Gold Coast Turf Club. Now, Sammy, a couple of things we could have touched on earlier, but we ran out of time. Well, Brownie could put his uh, steward's hat back on. There's an opening there. There's you know an what? opening there. I don't think he'd want to get back into that again. But, yes, of course, uh, Peter Chadwick, the chief steward of uh, Racing Queensland, resigned as of yesterday immediately. Takes immediate effect, and Daniel Orish will take over, and the hunt will go on now. Far and wide for a new steward. Wow. Chief steward. Wow. Mm. Interesting that, times. Yeah, that's uh well he was uh yeah, he was here for what, four, four years. Four years. Four years, yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd uh he'd had a good run and uh I must say, well, I'm trying to think of that protest, uh there Which was one? a there was a protest at Durban one day that uh I was uh I I always uh think was a bizarre decision, but it was dismissed. And it's been a few along the way. I would have sworn it was a, should have been upheld. But uh, but he's a good fellow, Peter Chadwick, and obviously uh, a very experienced steward, spent uh, a good deal of time in, in uh, Singapore. And, yep. uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's moving on to something else. Uh, Gypsy Goddess, who, of course, will have one run this campaign in the Golden Eagle, the $10 million Golden Eagle. Of course, she won the Oaks here in the uh, in the winter. She will trial at this stage at the Sunshine Coast on Tuesday morning. Uh, she will trial there, and William Pike will make the trip north on October the second to ride her between races at the Sunshine Coast. Uh, that's good. Well, um, yeah, it's going to be really, uh, really good to to see her back. Of course, um, you know, I mean, this is this is. Um, uh, a good example of you know those those races that have been pumped up in in um, oh, Sydney, New South Wales, um, yeah, and, and it's attracted uh, Gypsy Goddess. When normally you would see this horse down in Melbourne for the um, Spring Carnival, so yep. uh, yeah, that so just the one run, and then and then I I guess uh, she's going to have a, a good autumn, and then maybe look at the Caulfield Cup uh, into next year. That's right. Uh, I, I think. Um, uh, yeah, but really looking forward to seeing her step out again because she is a good horse. She is. She'll have a trial in Sydney, of course. Or Sorry, a trial in Sydney as well on the 19th of October. And then she goes to the Golden Eagle on the 29th of the 10th to be ridden, of course, by Willie Pike. One run, as you mentioned. They didn't want to uh, have two runs. They thought that she'd be fresh and at her best first up. She might be a bit flat second up. So, so that's the go with her gypsy goddess. I'll report back in about her trial next Friday morning at the Gold Coast on Tuesday. Uh, some other cups being run on the weekend, Sam. Not just the Pink Ribbon Cup. Big day out of Dolby. Big day out of Dolby tomorrow for the Dolby Cup. Great part of the world, Dolby, and uh, and good track. Uh, uh, it'll be well supported, that's for sure, uh, with uh, plenty from the town getting to the Dolby races. I've spent plenty of time there uh, going to Dolby, and it's uh, yeah, it's a good track. What about Atherton? You've been there? Never been to Atherton, no. Uh, a non-TAB uh, Atherton Cup will be run tomorrow. And the non-TAB Morven Cup. Oh, Morven? There? Where's Morven? Uh, no Queensland. idea where Morven is. <laughs> uh, I know Grubby Day uh, has been to Atherton, kicked him around Atherton, but I yeah, don't know about Morven. All righty. We'll take a break, Sammy, when we come back from the break. Uh, 
We'll catch up with Ben Thompson, but he'll be after the news. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate, on this Friday morning, the 16th of September 2022. You are with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Now, after the news, we're going to chat with Ben Thompson, who's got some very important rides at uh, Doombin tomorrow. He's also got an important ride today. Where is it, Sammy? Newcastle. Yeah, he has. He's got a riding wonderful Reary, I think, at Newcastle, is it? I gave it a squeak, too. It's yeah. $41 last yeah. night, yeah, and uh, I thought it was a hope. Didn't think it was... It was uh, yeah, I didn't think it was the roughest. All right, we'll chat to Ben about that after the news. Uh, where are we racing in Queensland next week? Well, we have Monday and Tuesday off after the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. We race at Doombin Wednesday... Mackay on Thursday. Sunshine Coach night meetings are back on Friday of next week. So Friday the 23rd of September, the night meetings are back. That's good news. Saturday racing will be at Toowoomba for the Toowoomba Cup in the Wheatwood. The Gold Coast uh, race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday next week. So looking forward to those meetings. We're back with more after this. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. So if you've missed the first half hour of the show, we caught up with Ian Brown, the racing manager of the Gold Coast Turf Club, to get an update on what's going on down there. Yes, there has been rain. There's been about seven mils, look, according to the uh, Bureau of Meteorology site, and there's another band going through very, very shortly. So I would suggest soft slash heavy, depending on what <laughs> comes through for the rest of the day. Uh, we're going to catch up with Ben Thompson in just a moment. And after we catch up with Ben, we'll have a chat to Trent Edmonds just to get his thoughts on Mimi Lagarde, who, of course, resumes tomorrow in the Pink Ribbon Cup on the Gold Coast. But it is time to catch up with Ben Thompson, who's riding up a storm as per usual. Ben, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. How are you this morning? Yes, good, thank you. And yourself? Very, very well, thanks. Now, before I ask you any questions, Sammy Highland's got one for you right off the top. He wants to know uh, what's going on today, Ben. I am. I have. Uh, I was doing the form for. I'm on trackside this afternoon, and I didn't think this wonderful Rary was uh, the roughest. They said sixty-one dollars this morning uh, at Newcastle today, uh, and so what's behind you making the trip down there to ride this horse? Yeah, I am um, making the trips here. To what ride wonderful Riri for Joe Pride at Newcastle. She's a, a mare that was trained by Stephen O'Day and Matt Hoisted. Um, and I'd partnered up with her a few times and had success aboard her. And uh, the owners sort of reached out and, and were kind enough to, to offer me the ride um, on her today and two weeks ago in the, the Mona Lisa at Mona Lisa Stakes at Wyong where I rode her. And she's, um, she's obviously a quality mare and contest a tough race today being the tibia at group three level i've been um refreshing refreshing scratchings since yesterday hoping to see ice bath scratched and she'd be running running tomorrow but uh i completely agree with you sam she isn't the roughest um 61 dollar shot and off of Shonester, i think repeat last time have a bit more luck and uh it's a heavy eight which will suit her and i'm sure she can run well yeah, they had a lot of rain in uh, in Sydney. Well, Newcastle's not Sydney, but they've certainly had a lot of rain in Sydney over the last 24 hours. And I'm sure Newcastle's copped a bit too, because that's generally a track that takes the rain well, isn't it? It is. It is for sure. It's, 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 um, it does handle it. It gets 
receives a stack of meetings and mm. you see like most Saturdays the provincial the provincial meeting is at either Kembla or Newcastle and it, it just seems to turn up and race evenly. So the, the rail's back to true um, with it being wet. Uh, I guess the last race of the day, so we'll see what the, we'll know what the pattern's like that I'm in. But um, it's about, you know, you see them generally get away from the rail, but um, as sort of they do anywhere. So, hey, it's a good race and um, hopefully she makes the trip down. Um, now, win, win lose, or draw, win, lose, or draw, Ben, you uh, won't have any time to celebrate because you'll be back on the plane uh, back to Queensland because you're riding in the first race at the Gold Coast tomorrow and you're riding Yellow Brick uh, for Tony and Madison Sears. Only the one start was a winner at uh, Ipswich on a heavy nine track back in May. That heavy track form might come in handy tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, as you say, it's, it's already in the soft range tomorrow and a bit of rain forecast tomorrow morning too. So uh, it definitely helps that that he is proven in the in the conditions. Um, he'll be first up, but the, the horse that he did beat uh, in Vinovich of Natalie McCall, he, he sort of went on to race well, or sorry, before then, before he, he my bloke had beaten him. So it's a competitive race, obviously taking on Yiska, plundering that was, that was impressive at its first start a couple of weeks ago. Um, and obviously, you know, some horses from leading stables. So... He's drawn a bit wider, but um, yeah, good handlers at juvenile Tony Madison Sears, and hopefully can kick off the prep well. Now the Taplin Stable from uh, New Zealand uh, got their first winner at Ipswich uh, with Tappy's Lad going back two starts, and you were of course on board. There was a lot of happy people there. I was watching that on TV. Uh, you would have been Mr. Popular there with the stable. Uh, you ride the horse again tomorrow from a good alley, race number two. Yeah, I think he can. He's obviously he'll be off a week back up this horse, having raced yep. last Saturday at Doombin. I think the dropping grade for the biggest tick for him, he won a benchmark 65 at Ipswich, and it was assisted by a strong speed. Um, last time, there was probably a more moderately run race, and then he was stepping up to a benchmark 90. He was only beaten five, he was beaten five lengths. Um, I think in saying that, back, you could say two classes tomorrow, um, he can, I think, make amends Race three, you're riding uh, Coup de Tonnerre. Uh, this is the horse. You butchered that. Is it? What is it? <laughs> Coup de Tonnerre. Okay. Come on, what is your Coup French? Coup de, de, de Tonnerre. Uh, I think. Well, it was year nine when I was doing French, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I struggled to remember last week. Uh I think you tipped this, though, didn't you, Chris? Oh, I what, did. You were keen on this last time? I did. Ryan Maloney Road, so Ben... Uh, I can't ask you, but I know there was a lot of trouble at the start there. Almost lost uh, Ryan Maloney. But the, the run prior to Ipswich made a bit of ground late. I would have thought uh, tomorrow's race, which has a distance of, as I keep winding back the page here, of 1,700 metres would be quite suitable. Definitely, definitely. He's um, obviously last time was probably a, a run to put a line through, you could say. And, and, and thankfully, you know, like he, he didn't. Drop, drop Ryan at the start. He was lucky to stay on board. And I think considering he settled further back than he was probably going to and um, wasn't a bad run. His last win, uh, he made the move north from the Makamani stable and his last win was over a mile and a half. But he's um, proven in the wet conditions and in a class three, it looks a, a suitable task third up. So hopefully we can we can um, have a smooth getaway. It's, don't get me wrong, he takes on... You know, some horses that are in good form 
uh, Brazen Breck year and Moktafi winning well last start. So he'll, um, I think he does look the sort of horse that would be better over further, but his work's been nice and, and he does look a horse that could be a real improver third up, I thought. One of yours, Sammy, Laprise going around in race four. You've tipped this one before. Mm. Drawn a good gate. Yeah, he has drawn a good gate. He comes in on the minimum too. It's a it's a nice race. Don't get me wrong, far too easy. Who, albeit, was a beaten favourite. Um, Tal, I think, couldn't have lost any any of any admirers, should I say? Beaten by It's Me, who was super running fourth in the Scirocco last Saturday, and um, Red Ruby, who'd been airborne, ran second. So I think if he turn if he I guess repeats last start, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. But I'm still sort of counting on two scratchings for my mare to get a run. Um, but she's rock hard fit, comes from a strong stable, and um, I think will give them a bit to chase with no weight in their back from a low draw. You're riding the move uh, in race five. Now, won this race last year. A couple of runs this time in haven't been good, but there have been excuses. You'd have to think this horse is going to bounce back in a big way tomorrow. Yeah, Although, I think so for sure. He doesn't like the wet, does he? He took the words out of my mouth. Like I'm sure that he's able to keep an eye on the weather. He's um, he has scratched a couple of times. Probably why I guess last prep it was an interrupted prep. Um, obviously he was super. First up behind Zoo Style that day, he finished fourth. But he had Zoo Style totally charmed and shooting for gold in front of him. Who are all you know that those three horses form speak for itself. Um, but an interrupted prep just with the weather and he couldn't get away from. I guess there, there was. Wet ground, you know, all, all summer and, and then autumn. But um, he's, yeah, quality horse. Uh, takes on a decent field. But, yeah, the biggest thing would just be the weather. And um, if he does if he does run, hopefully it isn't, it isn't too wet. The omen bet for the year is race seven. Uh, and Chris is a fan of this oh, horse. Yeah. The vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. She's um, obviously, you know, going to a pink ribbon cup looks a, looks a real step up, but she's racing in form. She's won three from four this prep, has 52 on her back and um, drawn a treat out of barrier one. It, that really, I think, helped her chance last time out to the 1,400, and she does have a tendency to lay out. So she drew three that day and was able to travel on the fence mm. and um, albeit three pairs back, she... The, the race really, really panned out nice for her. And she beat a horse that's been racing really well, need new friends, it was third up. So it's um, sort of a, a, like, obviously, Mimi Lagarde is sort of the, the class horse of the race, having ranked second in a, in a Magic Millions and um, already a, a stakes winner when she won the lead up to that beating far too easy. So she's, I think she does, does have to step up and, and takes on, you know, exposed mares, but from a good draw, she's on the way up and obviously Tony Gollan wouldn't be running her if he, if he didn't think she was up to it so she looks a strong chance and she's going to be really strong late over 1200 having come, coming back from the 14. And I've got to pump up your tyres there Ben, that was just an outstanding ride on her last time, uh, I was very very happy with you, that was just a peach of a ride, you couldn't have ridden her any better so congratulations, we'll round it out with Matto Atakpi in uh, race number eight, uh, very good run first up. Inside draw, who knows if that'll be a help or a hindrance. Yeah, he's a beauty. This horse, he's, his form was really nice with Bjorn Baker um, and he's moved up to, to Jack Bruce. His trials were great. I rode him in his, his two trials. He had a soft trial at 
at the Sunny Coast um, before his second trial at Deegan, which was great. Um, really honest running defeat behind Legal Esprit, who's having a super prep. Um, drawn sweet at a barrier one uh, up to the 1350s, a big tick. And I think this looks a, a lovely race for him. So he's um, ticks a lot of boxes, and I think he's the horse to beat there. All right, Ben, thanks for your time uh, this morning. You've got a busy 24 hours coming up. All the best at Newcastle today and all the best at the Gold Coast tomorrow. Keep up the great work. We'll chat to you soon. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Ben. Ben Thompson joining us there. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. We'll go for a break, Sam. We'll have a chat to Trent Edmonds on the other side. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. We're in the home straight on this week's edition of The Punters, mate. Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland with you on this Friday morning. Just wanted to catch up quickly, Sam, with Trent Edmonds. Get his thoughts around Mimi Lagarde, who, of course, is the class runner and resumes in the Pink Ribbon Cup on the Gold Coast tomorrow. Trent, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are we all? I'm well. And yourself? Yeah, very well. All right. Now, how's Mimi Lagarde going? How is she well? She's super. Um She's better than the weather currently. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it he, he just wanted to hear that, Trent. He just, <laughs> he, he's been, he's com- complaining about the weather on the Gold Coast, the rain on the Gold Coast, since the time he stepped foot in here. <laughs> well, I, um, I just uh, went up and had a look at the rain gauge at the track here. They've had eight mils so far. but um, <laughs> I would think that there's obviously a little bit more happening at the moment. So... Um, as long as it goes pretty quickly and we get a bit of sun today, the track shouldn't be too bad, you wouldn't think. Um, it's been really windy here for sort of the last two or three days, so that sucks the moisture out of the ground. And uh, just need it to stop now. You sound like well, a track manager. I can tell you, Trent, <laughs> looking at the radar, it isn't going to stop for a little while yet. I, yeah, well, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. So, if we get into the heavy range, will she run? Uh remains to be seen obviously okay. um it was she was horrendously disappointing on the bog track in the pj bell in the autumn and then we just pulled up stumps um she basically didn't handle it traveled beautifully in the run that day and then um didn't let down as she can due to the heavy surface so um we'd be on weather watch for sure Okay. Robbie, Fred, back on board. Uh, I think that's going to be a positive too, Trent. Yeah, he's hungry. He's riding well uh, at what is now his home base. Uh, he rides most weekends at the Gold Coast now, and um, he's obviously got a good affinity with her. He, he gave her a jump out um, over the 900-metre shoot last week, and then um, has come and done a couple of pieces of work on her since. So, um, as I said, he, uh, he rides well. And uh, knows her back to front. He feels that she's back to uh, where she was, you know, Christmas time, summertime, summer carnival. So um, that's a positive sign. Is this a race that you, you've targeted with her to resume in all along? Yes, for sure. Um, it just works out well. You walk her across the road for a first up run. Um, win, lose, or draw. She'll take improvement out of it, and I suppose we get a guide on, on where she's at. Um, but, you know, it, it works out well, particularly after the failure on the bog that day at Ramwick. Um, 
you know, uh, taking her away. If we went went interstate, went to Caulfield or, or something, and she was to go ordinarily, you'd be kicking yourself. So it was basically um, keep her here for a run, make sure that she's going good on race day. She looks like she's going superb at home. So, um, you know, that was the thought process behind that. And it's a good prize money uh, day and uh, looking forward to it. And, I mean, it's probably a silly question to ask you where she goes next because we have to probably wait and see what the weather does tomorrow to have any idea about that. Uh, it just depends on, on tomorrow. Get tomorrow yeah. out of the way first and see how we go and then I uh, can start to make a few decisions based on tomorrow's result. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Trent. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll let you go. I know you're busy. You need to get out of that rain and see if you can make it stop somehow. <laughs> It'll be very nice. Every single Friday it rains. Every week without fail. But I won't go on about it. My family are calling me a grumpy old man lately. <laughs> That's Sound why. like an Albanian. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Trent. Good luck tomorrow. I hope you Cheers, hope folks. she runs, and I hope she runs really well. Thanks for your time. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Trent Edmonds joining us there from the Gold Coast. Always so good with his time is Trent. Now, thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, Sam, it's time for follow, fold or forgive. And I've got nothing from last Saturday's meeting, but I do have some from the midweeker just run at, uh, at Doombin on Wednesday. Uh, Dramatica in the first race uh, for Tony Gollan. Never going to be suited out the back there. Drew wide, ran on very well. There is a win coming up for Dramatica, so follow. Vienna Princess, a follow. Uh, I think it was race four. Uh, resumed, trialled really well. Another that Drew poorly got back, ran on well. as a win in Vienna Princess. Extremist in a later race there for Rob Heathcote. 1,200 metres was a query, being first up or not first up. The fact that she was first up was a bigger query. She led. I was watching that little uh, sectionals box on the right-hand side of the screen, and they were running ten, high 10s and low 11s. She was moving along in that race, and I thought she might be vulnerable, but she kicked in the straight, and she moved away from the second horse. So she's come back really well, extremist. And I don't know if I've put Southern Stock in before. This is the horse that Larry Cassidy gave me the clip over. Remember? Yes, that's right. Well, I was right because he's going right. like a camel at the moment. Yeah. So if I haven't folded up on Southern Stock before, I'm certainly <laughs> folding up. Now, another dismal run last week. Going very ordinarily. Got any to add to that? Uh, I backed Parade. I was I was a bit disappointed in him. Too far so, back? Uh, well, I, th- I, th- I thought th- I backed him last up because I thought he got too far back to start before. You know, and I was prepared to forgive him. But then you know, the other day I was like, well, you're only fair, but uh, maybe I'm being a bit tough on him. Well, I don't know. He's just, those distance horses, they do mix their form and they might string two together, but then they start to uh, struggle, don't they? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think he'll win again, but he's just hard to catch, I reckon. He is, as are all those distance horses. Yeah. All right, that was for uh, Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland's breeders' number one supporter. Now, the weekend forecast, and we're not talking weather because I've said enough about that. <laughs> Let's go with some tips. Uh, and I don't know what to tip now because I don't know what track to expect, but you've got some tips. I tomorrow. think it's going to be wet. So well, that's uh, true. the Gold Coast, uh, I am with race eight, number two, Hasbro. I backed this first up and it ran well. And I think uh, a wet track will be uh, right up its alley. So it'll be running super. Gatton, a fair amount of Gatton, race seven, number eight, fast thinker. Shout out to Terry Kirkwood, the president of the club out there. He does a great job at uh, Gatton. 
And I think uh, that'll be a big day there tomorrow at Gatton. Hopefully they don't get too much rain. Uh, yeah, race seven, number eight, Fast Thinker. My wife often thinks uh, <laughs> well, that you're I'm a, fast a slow thinker. She wants me to be a fast thinker, but I am a slow thinker. I tell you what, I like this horse at Caulfield. Race nine, number 12, Rose Courts for the Beg Camp. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of it. I think it was $5 last night. It'll be a good hope, Rose Courts. All right, so they're your best three? Yeah. Interesting runner in the Pink Ribbon Cup. We've spoken about Mimi Lagarde, but there's uh, a, a mare there by the name of Queen of Dubai, race seven, number eight. Was formerly with Waterhouse Bot, now with uh, David Van Dyke on the Sunshine Coast. Had a couple of trials, really good through the line at the Sunshine Coast in that trial. Won a listed race, won the Jim Maloney listed race at Sandown on the hillside track back in September of last year. So has ability, this horse. All, all the subpar runs, there's been excuses, but one start on the soft, missed out on a placing, was beaten 3.15 lengths behind Zuzarella at $101. Wow. So fair to say, it probably wasn't given much chance that day anyway. But one to keep a close eye on is Queen of Dubai in that pink ribbon cup. If it's solid or there's money for it, I could follow it in. If it blows out the gate, well, then save it for another day. Look, may not even run due to the track conditions. Uh, my best will be uh, race two, number one, Zar Seabass for Chris Waller and Sammy Collett. We talk about these distance horses. Here's one. But he's been uh, very consistent of late. He's uh, won or placed, or won and placed, two of his last three. He's back up in the weights a little bit to 58, but I don't think that'll worry him too much. Sammy Collett should be able to zip four. There's only one leader in this race on paper, and that's Al Astro. So if she takes off early, finds a spot nice and close, uh, he shouldn't have any problems. And he's four from three on soft. Should I say three from four? Three wins from four goes on soft. Heavy, five goes for just the two placings. So I think he's uh, he's a good bet on the day. Race two, number one, says, uh, sorry, is our Seabass. And I'll be keeping a close eye on race seven, number eight, Queen of Juvai. We've got Isotope and Prince of Boom running at... Uh, Caulfield, Sam. Good oh. Well, uh, you know, as I said earlier, um, Queensland horses—they have done a fantastic job so far down at uh, down at the Melbourne Carnival. It's good to see. So uh, I think uh, they, yeah, they'll definitely have a presence. Uh, it's a good good race day on Saturday, and yeah, and it, yeah, it should be good racing. We've seen um, Rob. We saw Rob Heathcote win with Heath, with uh, Rothfire. He's got Prince of Boom. Drawn a wide gate again, which doesn't help. Uh, and the other one, um, Isotope uh, for Tony Gollan. Of course, one with Baller last week. So good luck to those two stables. I've got a tip for you Sunday too. Yeah. Sunshine Coast, race one, number four, Nippers Nightcap. Okay. Uh, Kelly Schweder and Jimmy Orman, the old firm combined. Wow. Busting to get out over a mile. Uh, win oh, wet, dry, whatever. This horse will be winning, Sammy. The nippers nip, nightcap. The nippers. Aren't the nippers the little swimmers? They the are. Little, yeah. yeah, they start at a very young age in Queensland, the nippers, because the water's warm. They don't do that in Victoria. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd freeze in there. You're like ice in the middle of winter. Sammy, thanks for your time this week. As uh, usual, we'll look forward to doing it all again next Friday on the Punters, mate. Good luck, Punters.